chapter 54. And we'll move right along here and get through the message this morning. Isaiah 54. I'm not missing any announcements, am I? Um, that anybody can think of. Uh, Jesus is coming. We all know that. So anyway, Matthew chapter 54, and we'll read from verse 11. O thou afflicted, tossed with tempests and not comforted, behold, I will lay the stones, thy stones with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires, and I will make thy windows of agates, and thy gates of carbuncles, and all thy borders of pleasant stones, and all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Amen. We're going to minister this morning, Lord, helping us on the tribe of Ephraim, the tribe of Ephraim. We've completed the second row on the breastplate. For those of you that still have your diagram, uh, in that second row, uh, we've just concluded with Reuben, uh, Simeon, and Gad was last week. Uh, We already concluded, obviously, the first row, which was Judah, Issachar, and Zebulun. Now we're going to begin the third row with Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin. And so, you know, I, the, the, this third row is really unique, and, and I don't want to get the cart before the horse, but if there's anything that you get out of this, this whole study here, this series, the third row is really special. So uh, looking at Ephraim here this morning, uh, you know, once again, it's, it, it's extremely important that we try to understand this. Ephraim means double fruit or fruitfulness. Of course, we all know that as a child of God, as a follower of Jesus Christ, one who has accepted the Lord as their personal Savior, we are to bear fruit. Uh, you know, Jesus is the vine and, and uh, we are the branches and we are to bear fruit. Uh, The fruit of the Spirit, you know, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and and, and the list goes on. We are to be fruitful in our our Christian life. Uh, Ephraim and Manasseh uh, are the two sons of Joseph, and they inherited the birthright that Reuben, Simeon, and Levi lost. Uh, One took the place of Joseph, and the other took the place of Levi. I just have a basic summary here of how that all transpired so that it's kind of a refresher to you here this morning. But it's it's really interesting how things go from here on. In the original 12 tribes of Israel, the the names of the 12 sons of Jacob are listed in Genesis 49, 1 through 28. And I have them listed here. We've already talked about several of them. We have Reuben, who was the firstborn. He was the, the first son of, of Leah, firstborn of Leah. That was Jacob's wife by trickery. Uh, Jacob loved Rachel, but uh, he got Leah. And the, 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 the sad thing about the life of Reuben is that he sinned with his father's concubine. And so even though he was the firstborn, he was taken out of the the blessing of the the birthright. And then we have the second born, which was also born of Leah. Uh, He was Simeon. And, you know, when the men of Shechem, the prince of Shechem, defiled their sister Dinah, and uh, 
Simeon, along with Levi, went in there and killed all those men, murdered them. And, and so that made them uh, so that they were disqualified from the birthright, the inheritance. And of course, you know, Levi was with his brother Simeon. They were two peas in a pod. Uh, Judah then, the, you know, the, the fourth-born son, uh, this tribe became the caretakers of God's law and the chief ruler. And so really the first three uh, uh, sons of Leah, they, things just weren't very well. Uh, and then they went into this, you know, once again, we, this would be a good uh, soap opera, but they went into this, uh, well, if I can't have a child, I'm going to give you my handmaid, my, my servant, and, and, uh, and Jacob, you can have a child uh, through her. And so Rachel did that, and, and Rachel's servant uh, went in unto Jacob, and Jacob, uh, uh, you know, had a, a, a time with her, and they had a child, and his name was Dan. And then uh, uh, Rachel's servant uh, had another child from Jacob, and his name was Naphtali. Well, then Leah, she, her, she couldn't have children, and so she just thought, well, if your, sir, if your maid can do it, so can mine. And so she sent her maids in, in unto, or maid in unto uh, Jacob, and uh, he had a child from her, and his name was Gad. And then she had another one uh, from uh, her uh, maid, and, and his name was Asher. Well, then Leah started having kids again, and so she had Issachar and Zebulun. But Rachel, finally, after a long time, God opened up her womb, and she had two sons, number 11 and 12, and that was Joseph and Benjamin. It's interesting, in, you know, just to give you a synopsis or a, 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 a view of, of the Old Testament here, and the chronology of the, the, the 12 tribes of Israel. From Genesis 49 through the end of the book of Exodus, these are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, the ones that I just gave you. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, Joseph, and Benjamin. But when you go to Numbers chapter 1 and verses 1 through 50, we see a big change. God assigned the priestly duties of the temple worship to the tribe of Levi. And being the priestly tribe, Levi no longer was counted as one of the, 12, the original 12 uh, 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 tribes. He, he was negated from that because his responsibility was the priestly duties. With Levi being removed from the 12, the tribe of Joseph, Joseph was given a double portion because Jacob loved Rachel so intently. And he loved Joseph, the firstborn of Rachel. I mean, you all know the story about Joseph. He was loved so much, you know, that he was, Jacob made him a coat of many colors and gave him just a, a lot of attention where the other uh, sons didn't. And, uh, and, and, and so with, with this all being said, uh, with Joseph's sons, Man Ephraim and Manasseh, uh, the tribe was split into his two sons because Levi was out, Joseph is stepping out. And uh, so the names of Levi and Joseph were dropped also from the original 12. And Ephraim and Manasseh replaced them. The 12 tribes of Israel from the book of Numbers all the way to the second coming of Christ does not have Levi and Joseph. 
but it lists uh, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And we find uh, this new arrangement of the 12 tribes in Numbers chapter 2. So I, I, I hope that wasn't too, uh, uh, you know, uh, confusing for you. But in, in essence, the first 12 tribes, two people were taken out. That was Levi and Joseph. Well, that meant there was only 10 left. But Joseph had two sons. And those two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, became, you know, those two spots that were vacated in the original 12. And so that's how we get, uh, uh, you know, the, God designed that in such a way. And we'll see that here as we, as we go on. The stone or, or Manasseh, you know, we're talking about Ephraim, but he had that uh, another brother, you know, they, and these were uh, biological brothers, uh, uh, Ephraim and Manasseh. And uh, his, his name means forgetting. And once again, the, the meaning, the etymology in names in the Bible are just really great. We name our kids just strange names. And I'm not saying you do or I, I do, but we've talked about this. We, we've tried to give our kids decent, understandable names, <laughs> you know, but some, you know, have names that uh, I'll ask them, what is your name? And they'll tell me and I'll say, What? How do you pronounce that? Go really slow, you know, and it's uh, Zikulula or something, you know, and, and okay, you know, and, and trying to be respectful, but there's just so many different names going on today, but I'm a, I'm a kind of old school. I like cl classic names and so on. But uh, Manasseh means, if you look it up in your concordance, it means forgetting, forgetting. So, you know, uh, one of the one of the things that we experience in life before we meet the Lord is um, sometimes we experience things in life that we really don't like to talk about. It's called our past, and uh, you know there's there's things in our past, you know that uh, you know dark areas that that we just try to forget about, and and that's what Manasseh means, forgetting about the past. The, uh, the stone for Ephraim is the, the ligure stone or amber. Uh, it's amber in color, and it was yellow quartz uh, or agate. But in Genesis chapter 41 and verse 51, uh, let me just turn there. Uh, Genesis chapter 41. In 51, and Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God said he hath made me forget all the toil and all of my father's house. And, and once again, he said, I've named my son Manasseh because God has caused me to forget. You know, once again, we all understand, have an idea of how Joseph was raised. Since he was that favorite child, he was number 11, and he was that favorite one, you know, of, of Jacob because he came from Rachel. You know, dad treated him different. He gave him that coat of many colors, and he put him in a place of, of notoriety. And, and the other brothers, they just kind of looked down on that, man, you spoiled kid, you know, and all this sibling rivalry was at its peak. Matter of fact, God was so... Uh, into Joseph, and you know, and, and of course we'll see all this. But Joseph had some dreams, 
and Joseph, he should have kept him to himself, but he went and told his, his dad and his brothers, he said, someday you're going to bow down to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> you, 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 you arrogant little kid and, and uh, think that we're going to bow down to you someday. And, and so long story short, you know, they went and they sold, they, they, they acted like Joseph, uh, you know, they made his, uh, he was murdered and, and so on. And, they dipped his coat of many colors in blood and gave it to Jacob and said Joseph was killed, but they really sold him into slavery. And when Joseph had a son, he named him Manasseh because God has caused me to forget all that. To forget everything that, that I'd gone through growing up in my, in my father's house. Amen. God caused me to forget that. However, because of all the afflictions that, that he endured, God had caused you to be doubly fruitful. It wasn't just that God said, all right, I'm going to help you to forget all your, your past, the, the upbringing that you had, but I'm going to bless you as, as well. And so in verse 52, and, and the name of the second is called Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Right where he was sold into slavery. It's where he became fruitful. He became prime minister of Egypt. I mean, he had to go through a few things. He was accused by Potiphar's wife of, of uh, uh, sexual advances and went to prison and, and everything. And, but, but God was with Joseph, and Joseph never wavered in all of his affliction in his relationship with the Lord. And so we see here that in Genesis chapter 48 and verse, verse 5, where, where, uh, uh, or in, in verse 52, because of these afflictions that, that God hath caused you to be you know, doubly fruitful and so on, Jacob in, in, in chapter 48 and verse 5 is now blessing these, these two sons. And he says, Now thy son, two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, which were born unto thee in the land of Egypt before I came unto thee in Egypt, are mine as Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Jacob was making a statement that even though these two sons were born in Egypt, they are just as much mine as Reuben, Reuben and Simeon, whom lost their birthright. Why? Because the birthright was blessing. Amen. And Jacob says it's going to go to Manasseh and Ephraim. Reuben defiled his birthright while Simeon and Levi acted out of self-will and killed the people of Shechem like we've already mentioned. You know, it's a wonderful feeling to have the blessings of God upon a person's life. When you stop and think about the blessings of God upon, upon your life, I, I hope you're cognizant of that and take time to reflect on that. That's one of the reasons why I keep a journal. I, I pin these things and, and like I've said before, I write them in red ink so that you know, there, there's times when I'm in my journal, I can just flicker through the pages and you see all the red ink where God has blessed me. Uh, and and my, the blessings that God bestows upon me are in ways that you may not understand. Like beside your name, there might be some red ink. Well, that's a blessing to me because God answered a prayer right, when I was praying for you and so on. And so it's wonderful to know that God is moving and working in your, in your personal life. But you know, one of the greatest blessings of getting older. Here in a couple of weeks, I'm going to be 65. But um, one of the blessings that I do understand and, and, and walk in as I get older, uh, uh, that my past gets farther and farther away from me. I, I didn't get saved until I was 24. And so, you know, the life that I lived before I, I came to Christ, it wasn't a very good life. 
And, and even to this very day, there's things that haunt me. And I mean, literally, I'm not exaggerating to this very day. You know, I'll get thoughts and things in my mind about my past and so on. But time does have a way of taking the teeth out of our past. It simply does. The older you get and the further away you get from your past and in your new walk with the Lord, things do get less and less and less, the bad memories that we have about our past. The double blessing is that God gave you a birthright that you didn't deserve. Uh, you know, Manasseh and Ephraim, they didn't, they didn't deserve this, but Jacob says, I'm going to give it to them. Amen. And you and I have that same birthright. Uh, not in their sense, but God has given you and I a, 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 a blessing, a birthright, simply because we gave our life to Jesus Christ. You know, the nice thing about Ephraim, he didn't have to connive and cheat like his grandfather did, uh, Jacob. You remember what Jacob did, amen? Uh, uh, he stole the birthright from Esau, his brother. He, he deceived uh, Isaac. He went in there when he was, couldn't see anymore and he was getting ready to die. And Isaac wanted some, some venison. And, and, uh, and so Jacob went out and made it, and him and Rachel, and, and gave it. And he came in and Esau must have been a hairy guy because he took a, a goat skin and he, he put it on his arm. And when Jacob went to grab him, he said, yeah, this is Esau, all right. You know, and he smelled like him and so on. And Esau must have been a real character, a hairy man. And and, uh, but it was enough to, to fool dad, you know, and that's what Jacob did. That's how Jacob got the blessing was he, 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 it was through deception. And, you know, no wonder he got Leah instead of Rachel. You know, there's always consequences to the way that we live our lives. If you live your life in trickery and deceitfulness, I guarantee you it's going to come around and get you at some point. It'll, you'll come face to face with it. That's just a, a biblical principle. You know, the, 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 what goes round comes round. You sow to the wind, you reap the whirlwind. Amen. That's just the way it is. That's a biblical principle that, that you and I will, will, and we've probably already experienced in some way, shape, or form in our own personal lives. But see, Ephraim, Joseph's son, didn't have to connive. It was just given to him. Jacob said, this Ephraim and Manasseh, they're just like Reuben and Simeon. I want to give them the blessing. Amen. He gave them the birthright. You know, we don't have to be like the prophet Elisha following the, the prophet Elijah around for a double portion. Now, I know that's a, there's a wonderful message in that and having a double portion of, of God and, and, and so on. That, that's all good. And I've heard some phenomenal messages through that and probably even preached one or two out of that portion of Scripture myself. Amen. But all we have to do is accept what God has given us through Jesus Christ. We don't have to be dependent on somebody else. I mean, it's always good to bless someone, and I'd like to do that someday is, 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 is be able to, if the Lord just allows it to happen to me, and you know, when I'm getting ready to go out into eternity to bring my children around and, and bless them, I, I think that would be so cool is, is to bless them. But if I can't do that, you've already got the blessings of God upon your life. That's the point that I'm trying to make here this morning. Amen. That's part of our foundation that we have in Jesus Christ. Ligur, this stone means airship, airship. The Messiah, Jesus, never came from the tribe of Joseph. He came from the tribe of Judah. 
But to understand Ephraim, you have to look at Joseph, his dad. Joseph became an heir to the blessings because he was Rachel's firstborn, but he passed it on to his sons. Joseph could have kept everything, but he didn't. He was so selfless. He said, I'm going to give it to my sons. Joseph means ruling and reigning. And the, the, the beauty about the life of Joseph, that he wasn't ruled by his problems, he reigned over his problems. Whatever circumstance that, regardless of how negative it might have been, and I mean, to the point where he was thrown into prisons, and the psalmist says that he was in prison for so long, you know, for, for whatever time it was, but it was long enough that he, he limped uh, because of the shackles that were around his, his, his feet. He, he walked with a gimp you know, because of the of being in prison and so on. But, but Joseph never let that bother him while he was in prison. He was so, such a wonderful prisoner that the prison guard, uh, you know, gave him responsibility over all the other prisoners and, and so on. So wherever Joseph found himself in dire circumstances, he always stayed above it. He always stayed optimistic. He always stayed in relationship with his God. He always, always had a relationship with his God. Amen. It has been said that there are over 100 types of Jesus Christ in the life of, of Joseph. And this is one of those types. Joseph gave up what he received, the birthright. But he passes it not only on in the natural to Manasseh, but he also passes that birthright on to Ephraim. He gives it to both of his sons. What, a, what an awesome, uh, selfless uh, blessing that he was. I don't need it. I'll give it to my sons. Amen. Th this is something that, that I think is really beautiful. And this is profound, and I hope you're with me up until this point. But when Satan, in the beginning, you know, we look at him as a hideous creature and a pitchfork and a tail and red horns and all this, you know, red and so on, just a, a demonic, evil-looking person. But you know what the Bible says about Lucifer when he was created? In Ezekiel chapter 28 and verse, verse 13, now this will get your attention. All these stones that are in this high priest's breastplate is a description of how Lucifer was created. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In uh, Ezekiel 28 and 13, but this, uh, he says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the barrel, the onks, the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle and gold, the workmanship of thy tabrets, which, you know, music, and, and thy pipes was prepared in the, in the day that thou wast created. But now here's what's, what a lot of people don't see. When all these stones are mentioned in the creation of Lucifer, it's the third row that he doesn't have. He doesn't have the ligur, the agate, or the amethyst. They're not in his creation. That's what's so unique about this third row. Satan never has had the beauty and experience 
of having a double portion like you and I can have in our relationship with Christ. He has never had the beauty and experience of firstborn rights. He has never had the beauty and experience of, an, of the inherited rights. He simply cannot receive it. That's something that he can't even counterfeit. I, I should have wrote this out, and maybe I will in detail ne next week, but he can counterfeit everything else that is in the high priest's breastplate, but he can't counterfeit the third row. It's not in him because that's not the way he was created. <laughs> Amen. Benjamin, Joseph's full brother, baby brother, means son of the right hand. Satan has never had a position where he can sit at the right hand of the father. The beauty, this beauty is not in him, but the beauty is in you and me. Amen. And it sparkles in our foundation. It sparkles in your relationship with Christ. And what am I trying to say? The Bible says in Hebrews 4.16 that you and I have the boldness. He says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne room of grace that we may obtain grace and mercy in time of need. You and I don't need a, 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 a priest. We don't, you don't need your pastor. You don't need anybody. But you as a child of God, amen, as a heir, amen, as an, an adopted person into the family of God, you and I can access the throne room of God whenever we want to. And you can come boldly, amen, respectfully, amen, make your request made known unto God, amen. That's what you and I have as being a child of God, amen. As Hannah comes to the piano here this morning, I don't want to be long. In Genesis 47, when famine hit Egypt for seven hard years, it was under the wisdom of God, seen through the life of Joseph, which was a byproduct of his double portion. Joseph managed everything during that famine. Pharaoh put him in charge of it all. Now, take this and stop and think about this, what we have in Christ. What you and I have in Christ God vested everything in Christ. If this is what Joseph had in the natural and, and signifying that blessing to Manasseh and Ephraim in the spiritual, I mean, just, just stop and think about that. What, do, what does that do for you and I? How does this uh, 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 build me up? How is this a part of of my life. In Colossians 1, 15 through 19, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created. Him is Christ, that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things that he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him should all full fullness dwell. Romans chapter 8, verses 17 through 18, the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are a child of God. Man, I love that. 
I love it when I got saved and, and I've never, never, never deterred from this. It's never abandoned me. Amen. But when I got saved, amen, God gave me that witness of the spirit, amen, that I am a child of God. And I've never deterred from that. I've said this over and over and over again down through the years on my worst day as a Christian. I still long for the coming of the Lord. Amen. Because I know I'm his and, and he's mine. Amen. But, 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 but reading on, that uh, the spirit itself beareth witness that our, with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Amen. We're joint heirs with Christ. Let me just read this in closing. I, I didn't write it down, so let me find it here. This is a, a, a powerful verse in, in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, I believe it's verse 18. Oh, this is good. Listen to this. That the eyes of your understanding... That Chris's eyes, that Leah's eyes, that Eugene's eyes, Kevin's eyes, listen to this. That the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may, the light just came on. That ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Whose inheritance? You know, God has an inheritance. That's what it says. But you know what God's inheritance is? It's not this planet. It's not the mountains. It's not the stars. It's not the constellations. It's none of that. The Bible says, in the saints, God's inheritance is you. We look at things so skewed sometimes. Oh, this is what we're going to get when we get to heaven, a mansion and all this and so on. And well, what, what does God get? You ever stop and really think about what God gets at for an inheritance? It's you. It's me. We are His inheritance. Amen. That is something, folks, that Satan can't, can't mimic. It's something that he does, cannot identify with because all he knows is he's going to hell. And he's going to bust it wide open someday. Amen. And all his cohorts and everybody else that refuses to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But you and I, we are the inheritance of God. Join heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. What a, what a blessing. Amen. To have that foundation, to have that enlightenment, to have that knowledge that, that everything that God is doing is because He wants me. He desires me. God desires me. You know, and, and, and I'll even put it this way. Oh, let me see if I can find it. I'm still trying to close here. Lord, help me find this here. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 8. The voice of my beloved. This is talking about Christ. The voice of my beloved. He cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. You know, every time I, I think of this, I think of these mountains out here, and Christ is leaping and skipping amongst the tops of them. Amen. 
My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall. He looketh forth at the window, showing himself through the lattice. My beloved spake and said unto me, Rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away to rapture. What, the, the, the whole point of what, what I'm saying here is Christ, I don't fall out on me here. I believe he desires you and me more than we desire him. I mean, when you look at this verbiage, he's excited. He's just so longing and, and anticipating that time where he can say, all right, it's time for you to come up with excitement. I mean, do we live with that excitement? Do you live with that excitement that, man, I can't wait till Jesus comes? Man, I'm getting excited. You know, I, I, I want you to know that, that I get excited about it. For years, I always said my bags are packed. But, you know, my bags aren't packed anymore, Sister Carolyn. They're not. I'm not taking anything with me because I'm going to get a new wardrobe. Amen. That's what I'm going to get. That's how excited I get. That's what I think about in my, in my mind. There, 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 there's these times where I see these clouds and everything stirring around. And I just think, well, is this the day where he's going to come? Yeah, I get excited about him, but he's excited for me. More so probably than what even I can express to you. He wants Mike Metzger. He wants you. He wants you. Amen. Let's all stand. Could we please? Father, we thank you for your word here this morning. We thank you, Lord, for Ephraim. We thank you for the life of Joseph. What a man of God he was to, in all his selflessness, Lord. He could have had so much more than what he had, but he gave it to his sons. That causes me to think about my life and everything that I have, Lord. Oh, that I could just give it to my children. It's an inheritance. And, and Lord, it may not be much, Lord, when, whenever that time comes, but if you should tarry. But there's one thing, Lord, that I really enjoy about serving you and, and having my children. And that, 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 Lord, what I can't give them materially, Lord, I can give them spiritually. An inheritance in you. Lord, that means everything to me. Being able to leave a spiritual inheritance for my children, my grandchildren. Lord, we love and appreciate you. Thank you so much, Lord, for your presence here this morning. Song service, Lord, it was so good. The needs that we've been prayed for. The, God, there, there are so many, God, and, and they're, they're intense. They're intense, Lord, in, in our lives, these needs that have been represented to you. But God, you, 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 you've seen all this. You see our affliction, Lord. You, you cause us, Lord, even to, to, to see the things that were in our past, Lord, that, that hound us from time to time. And, and if we're not careful, they try to they get our mind and our, our sights off of you. But Lord, you cause us to forget them like Joseph did. Lord, help us to think of the blessings of God upon our lives. Lord, there's so much balm, there's so much medicinal value in that. The blessings of God upon our lives. In Jesus' name.